7. I want to conclude today a mini-series that I call uh, There Is No Middle Class. And I want to close this titling it Fake Prosperity. I'm going to go quick because I've already taken up so much time. But the Bible says the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Say this out loud. I'm nobody's slave. Come on, in, in here and online, say it out loud. I am nobody's slave. Well, in order for that to become a reality, we will need to get out of debt and stay out of debt. Because the Bible says that if you have any amount of debt in your life, you're servant to the lender. And in this translation, you're slave to the lender. I know in our contemporary culture, we'd like to think that we are nobody's slave. But because of this reality, I owe, I owe, I owe, off to work, I go. See, think about it. If you owned your own home, free and clear, all your transportation, and you had some resources reserved, you wouldn't need to go to work. The only reason you would go to work is because you believe in the principles of sowing. And Jesus, well, the Word of God teaches us to work so that we can have to give. Amen? Uh, so because of debt in your life, you are a slave. We don't like to think of that, but in order for it to become a reality that we're nobody's slave, we've got to get out and stay out of debt. The problem is most people don't see debt as an enemy. And as long as you see debt as a friend and not an enemy, and as long as you allow any form of debt to remain in your life, you will continue to be a slave. So we're concluding this mini-series today on the subject. Hopefully you've come to the same conclusion that we have, that there is no middle class. How many of you always show by hand that you agree that there's only two classes, the rich and the poor? Amen. That the middle class is a superficial construct designed by the rich to keep the entrance payments coming in from the poor. I thought that was real good. That's a twist. Think about it. The way that the mind of the rich thinks is like, hey, let's make poor people think they have something. Let's lend them some money, charge them two times of what they're really paying for it, what they think they're paying for it, so we can get the interest on it. You know, you think you're buying something on sale, but when you buy it on credit, you'll pay double what that is. When you buy a house, even a house of 30 years, you'll pay two and a half. I don't care if it appreciates. Over the time, you've lined the pockets of the rich. Mm. So the middle class is a superficial construct designed by the rich to keep the interest payments coming in from the poor. Listen, God wants to make you rich. But we have to be willing and obedient. I'm led today to talk about fake prosperity. What is fake prosperity? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Fake prosperity is when it looks like you have something that you don't really have. When it looks like you own something that you don't really own. Fake prosperity is when it looks like you are on a level that you're not really on. 
Debt is the reason why fake prosperity exists. If it weren't for debt, you couldn't have something that you don't really have. You couldn't own something that you don't really own. But what debt allows, it allows you to have something, but you don't really have it. How do you know that? Stop paying for it. Watch what happens. The rightful owner, the lien holder, will come and repossess it because you are not the rightful owner until you fulfilled your slave obligation. I'm messing with y'all today. Come on. (laughs) Fake prosperity is hypocritical. Jesus often called out the scribes and Pharisees on being hypocrites. In Matthew chapter 23, seven times in one chapter, he kept calling them out. And by the spirit, I know this is a little heavy, but I want to, sometimes we got to hear some things to wake us up. The Bible says that we need to be renewed in our mind. We need to change the way that we think. As long as you think that it's okay to borrow for something, you will continue to be a slave to debt. You'll never get out of debt and you'll never stay out of debt. If you think it's a friend, well, I'll just have it on the side just in case I ever need it. Well, you don't realize that is not a friend. That's an enemy. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5 and 6, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They loved the blessed places at the feast. They loved the best seats in the synagogue. I'm going to ask you a question. Is the reason why you drive that car that you drive because you don't want to be seen in something less? Because the one you had before that that was paid off was still driving. Well, let me keep going. What about the house that you live in or the clothes that you wear or the TV that you might be watching? Did you borrow to get it? Is it because you don't want to be seen with less? One of the reasons people borrow for stuff is because of how they want to be seen. Or it's because they love stuff. That iPhone 6 was working real good. Oh, it's quiet in this church. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. So he's telling us, don't be like hypocrites. How are the hypocrites? They love, right, underlined, they love to. They love to pray standing in their synagogues and on the street corners. That they may be seen, underline that they may be seen. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their rewards. If you're taking notes, write this down. Hypocrites do stuff to be seen and because they love stuff. And so God is calling us out saying, hey, don't be, a, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't do stuff because you don't want to be seen in something less. Don't do stuff because you love stuff. First Timothy chapter 6, we looked at verse 10 last week. I want to back up and look at verse 9 as I get ready to close. He says, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare into many foolish and harmful lusts, as I get ready to close, thank you, which drown men in destruction and perdition. 
For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. When you look at verse number 9, you don't have to go back there, but you just look up at me for a moment. The Bible says those that desire to be rich. This is interesting because in the mind you think, well, yeah, I want to be rich. The Bible teaches us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the Gentiles seek. What do Gentiles seek? A better house, a better car, a better income, better vacations, better appliances. The Bible teaches us to seek the Lord while he may be found. What I'm teaching you is to desire God. And he'll make you rich. Don't desire to be rich. Desire God. He'll make you rich. Why? Because those that desire to be rich, look at what they do. They fall into temptation. Look up at me. Debt is a temptation. You can have it now. Just pay for it over a period of time. You can live bigger. You can live better. You can have it today. They may, and, it, and, and those that desire to be rich, they fall to the temptation of debt. Not only that, debt is a snare. It's binding. You get into that thing and next thing you know, you can't give what you want. I mean, the person that I was talking to, man, if you really looked at their budget, it looks like they can't afford to tithe. They're over, they they don't have enough. And the rationality comes because they've ensnared themselves in one way or another. The mind thinks that I, I can't do for God. Amen. You can always do what God instructs you to because he'll make up the difference. They fall into temptation. They fall into a, a snare. They fall into many f- foolish and harmful lusts. Do you know it's foolish to go and buy something on sale on debt? Oh, y'all not helping me today. I said, do you know it's foolish and harmful to overpay for something? I mean, most people overpay for their cars. It depreciates It depreciates immediately. You may have a Ford and pay more for your Ford than we pay cash for a BMW. It's harmful. Debt is not a friend. And incidentally, we intentionally bought one that was three years old, just with 30 plus thousand miles on it. Because, anyway, let me help y'all. What else do we see here from this verse 9? They drown themselves in destruction. Have you ever felt like you've been over your head financially? Come on, that you've got too much month and not enough money? That's what happens. And it goes on to say in verse 10, for the love of money. It's not money. It's like the hypocrites. They love stuff. They love to be seen. They don't want to be seen at a lower level. And for the love of money is the root of all evil. Watch this. Which while some have strayed from the face in their greediness. Greediness is when you want more than you have right now. When you want more of something. They, uh, uh, in their greediness, and they pierce themselves through with many sorrows. The Bible teaches us in Proverbs 10:22 that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Praise God. Decide today, faith family, that you are finished 
with fake prosperity. Decide today that you're done with the hypocrisy of debt. Decide today to receive the blessing of the Lord that'll make you rich. Do I have anybody that's with me today today on this? Glory to God. Amen. Well, go ahead and stand up on your feet. Let me give you a quick update as we get ready to pray a prayer of blessing. Uh, Sister Marquita, if you could come and stand with me uh, while we release the blessing, uh, that would be great. Um, I have to be quick with this because we're over time on this segment. Um, Of course, you all know that we're in a season of sowing. Amen. And uh, we're believing that great things are happening. Um, If you could put up the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, baby. If you could put up the uh, image for what came in for our seed uh, project, our seed faith project. Glory to God. Amen. Well, last week some extra monies came in. And if you want to give to the seed project where we're sowing into other ministries, come on, put your hands together. We're already up to $3,557.20. Glory. How many of y'all see that that 10000 coming in real quick and we'll be able to sow it into other churches? Well, into the Rock Church specifically. Um, so let's go ahead. Are you all ready to release your faith this week with us? Amen. Well, uh, let's believe God. Say it out loud. We believe. We receive. Nope, not that one. I apologize. Take that one down. All right. Say this out loud. We believe. We receive. No less than $8,500 for Faith Family Church for what we need and want for this week. Therefore, we claim out of this world system all the money and the resources in Jesus' name. And we say that it will all manifest within the next few days and weeks. Devil, take your hands off our stuff. We bind you in Jesus' name. Loose our money and let it go. Ministering spirits, go. Cause the money to come to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Anybody sense good things are happening? I know this is transformative. I know this is tough talk. But in order for you to come up, amen, you need to hear truth and reach new levels. Amen. Amen. Well, good things are happening at Faith Family Church. Tell me what's happening. Say it out loud. The blessing is manifesting our debt-free lands, our debt-free buildings, and our debt-free houses, our debt-free equipment and furnishings, and our debt-free vehicles. How many of y'all believe in God to have debt-free vehicles? Come on. That's one of the good first places to start. You know, I thought when we did this with uh, Sister Karen, I pray that we become known as the church that pays people's cars off. That we just randomly pay people's cars off. Amen. Wouldn't that be a blessing? That we have so much extra. Just every now and then we'll call up a first time visitor. Ask them what they owe on their car. Give them five or six thousand and pay it off for them. Praise God. 
<laughs> Y'all got to get more excited about that. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't every now and then it be good throughout the year to call up a volunteer, ask them what they owe, give people an opportunity to sow in it. People believe in glory to God, sharing their own victory stories. They paid cash for an Escalade. They paid cash for a Mercedes. Come on, they sold in 2021 and 2022. Something big showed up. Amen. What else is happening in faith family? Say it out loud. We are getting out and staying out of debt. All of our debts are being reduced and eliminated. God is bringing into our hands seed, great and multiplied seed. If you all believe that, shout about it. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Uh, my wife and I are releasing this blessing over everyone, both in person and online. If you've given last week, today, or if you're giving next week, receive this blessing and this prayer in Jesus' name. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob who gave a tenth set you up on high and defend you. Send you help from the sanctuary, that's the church, and support you, refresh you, and strengthen you. May the Lord God remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice in Jesus' name. We pray that God grant unto you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you as you give. If you want to give into um, if you want to give into the seed project, then on your offering envelope or on the fund as you text to give, be sure to specify that that's for the seed project. And then you'll be able to uh, it'll it'll add to that specific. All the other tithes and offering goes into the general fund. Amen. Well, as you're standing and getting ready, we're getting ready to go into a great time of praise and worship in Jesus' name. Amen.